but I was, I, I we were watching um, Amazing Race with D'Angelo Williams and Gany, Gary Barnage on there, and we yeah. worked with those guys with uh, more brawls and stuff with them, and they are so funny. So funny. You say you wore brawls with them? Yeah, for the Battle of the Brawls, oh, for awesome. breast cancer awareness and stuff. And that's Gary so came funny. out wearing nothing but a bra and a uh, an elephant oh, trunk. Oh, jeez. Oh, my god! Like an elephant trunk G-string type of thing. <laughs> and we're like, Gary, this is charity. This isn't one of those. This is, you're way like, off oh, base here, brother. <laughs> Go put actual <laughs> pants on. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Not On Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick Schifani. Joined, as always, hashtag heart and soul, my brother, Adam. Hey, how's it going? This time, I, uh, I was unsure if you were going to hear the clap again. I No, so I didn't, but I just anticipated it in my own head. You didn't hear it again? <laughs> I did not hear it, but I just anticipated it in my own head. I was like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to have us go through this <laughs> fucking <laughs> shenanigans all over again so i just was like i'm just gonna play with it and roll with it i wasn't even gonna bring it up but you brought it up well, it was the wait was so long i was like oh no he didn't hear the clap again and no yeah i definitely did the clap definitely did not hear the clap damn it but um we'll get through the class shit sometime sooner or later through this podcast but today is a really special podcast because we have an awesome guest with us with us tonight we've got mr five star himself dustin star how's it going brother Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. And, guys, just for the record, I did not hear the clap either. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go, right, Adam. So, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, it's this microphone, unless I'm, like, directly in front of it, which I think would deafen you two with the way this microphone picks up. I Like, y'all, it doesn't pick it up. It, my old I microphone I just, picked uh, did I stir the pot? Is this a family feud now? No. It's... Well, 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 I two can things. put on my referee shirt. <laughs> no. So two things. Adam, I'd rather be deaf and then not hear it at all. Okay, fair. Fair point. And so, yes, Dustin's, ever since we've been starting to do the podcast, um, you know, bi-weekly over the past couple of months, we cannot get this clap down. No, so it's it, so bad. So the first time we did it, um, Adam did the clap. So he says, which he does... He does have the proof, the proof of it on, it's a, on the podcast. On a bumper, yeah. But no one in the podcast it was. It was like me, Katie, and and uh, Ernie, maybe. And no one heard the no one heard the clap just at all. <laughs> and then the next one, Adam clapped, so it went okay, but it was still fairly far away that we could barely hear it. Then we started doing it where we had people that could record on their own end, and then we just couldn't sync the clap down. So it was oh, just, God, you was know, it was just it was just a nightmare. Oh, that's it's, funny. I, I worked with one guy shooting commercials, and and he was a news guy. And when we were shooting, he would go, "Okay, ready, three, two, one, three, two, one," and he would keep doing it. And I thought in my head, "Oh my gosh, why does he keep doing that?" But then now that I edit a lot of footage when we're doing our show, I know where to cut and where the commercials and where the segments begin and end because Maria will yawn and show rubber belly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a clap but not really so it's either three, it's a two, visual one. cue yeah. yeah or i just see her yawn and rubber belly because she's like extremely pregnant at this point she's uncomfortable and ready to pop so it's she's right. yawning just all the time tired. rubbing her belly yeah that's awesome oh yeah my goodness maybe we need some more we need some different cues maybe i mean do like 
do a bird chirp or something. I don't know. Three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> that might work too. <laughs> might steal that. Yeah. Just go three, two, uh, one, and then just gonna, that'll work as a clap. Just get that like uh, that yelling goat sound off the internet and just play that for y'all. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. At this point, anything other than just dead yeah. fucking silence. Maybe I'm gonna just gonna start forcing everybody to turn their cameras on and just be like, I'm just gonna point at the camera. Point. Oh there no. These podcasts I am not camera ready. Uh, I'm not either. Uh, I'm <laughs> it, I mean, not same, camera it, ready at all. Even when I am like camera ready, I'm also not camera ready. That's my thing at work is <laughs> like no so the culture at work is like nobody turns their cameras on during meetings, but we have one meeting like every Friday where it's like a just to, because we never see each other in person anymore, it's like a socially distanced like brief hangout where we don't talk about work. It's like 30 minutes. And so people talk about like what they're going to do on the weekend and blah, blah, blah. And there's like get to know you questions, all this other stuff. And so, um, but we, our manager asked that we turn our cameras on. And so I'm like, who I need to remember to like trim my beard and like go <laughs> do something with my hair, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Not wear but, shorts. Uh, I'm like you guys, I haven't seen very many of you in person. I saw Nick, I saw you at Dave and Buster's here recently. That was probably the first time since March. I think that we've seen each other in person. That sounds oh, about right. Yeah, Mark? yeah, yeah. Um, since we had um, the Twitch meet, that we since we started trying to plan Twitch meet Memphis yeah. meetup. But thank goodness oh, for like, oh god, Twitter yeah, was it David Facebook Buster's that we last that. saw each other in person? Mm-hmm. Oh jeez, had to be. Oh, yeah, no, Dustin, no, I saw you uh, last Monday. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Dave and Buster's, and then I saw you at trivia. That's right, my bad. Yeah. But yeah. but before that, it was from like March. Yeah. So there yeah. are so many people that we are used to seeing. Just imagine like being at FedEx Forum and seeing all the, you know, everybody from the ushers, season ticket holders, you know, friends, employees. God, you see far more people than I do. <laughs> yeah. The Redbirds. We didn't see anybody from the Redbirds this year. So that's really stunk. I mean, gosh, we miss everybody. So, oh, man. yeah, it's cool to catch up, but it's also cool to see each other in person. You know, oh, oh, yeah, for too. sure. Um, well, Dustin, we've got a lot of stuff for you tonight like you know just obviously if you're if you're a listener you can tell how well we vie with each other uh the three of us but before we get into some of the conversations that i'm sure are going to take all night long because just we just in the sense of us loving to talk to one another i've we we always do our ad reads in the beginning so we're gonna go ahead and knock those out of the way the first ad is this podcast always powered by by our friends at newing order dustin knows all about the guys over at newing oh, order yeah. They've got a partnership with them over at CW, which we'll get to in a, sep- in a second. But, man, if you talk about the best wings in Southern Grub in the 901, you've got to put Newing Order in that conversation because I'll tell you what, wings, 10 out of 10 every single time. The flavors are just popping out every single time. And they have a monthly flavor that's so cool. They they find different local vibes to them, you know. Right now, the local the flavor is a kind of a Japanese re- uh, reference because typically in October we have the Japanese fest, and Newing Orders is always there. So unfortunately, we couldn't have that this year because of COVID. So they decided to throw in some Japanese flavoring in their wings, and man, it is top notch. I'm telling you. And of course, as we always say, find that secret menu item: the Nerd 901 sauce, Chef's Kiss. Mwah. You can't go wrong. I've had it. I've had it. I had it last time I went. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of moving order, where are they tomorrow? Sorry, continue. I have no idea. I will. I will literally go to the food truck and I'll order fifty wings. Oh yeah, like 
you know it's just me and you, right? I'm like, yeah, okay. I want a lot of wings. <laughs> it's called lunch right. and dinner for the next couple of days too, babe. Yep, I promise you. <laughs> and New England Order, their, their wings are really the only wings that I enjoy heated up the next day. And like I always do, yeah. no matter where I get wings from, I always do them in the oven. But New England Order's wings are just so perfect in the oven. Like So like they're great when they're fresh. They're great heated up in the oven the next day. No other wing place I've ever been to can have like can say that for both both of those notches. It's it's really impressive how great those guys are. And of course, you know, we love the the people that work there. They're always so kind and so pleasant to hang out with and talk. So, you know, shout out to the other guys. Thank you so much for being part of the Nerd 901 extended family. And speaking of that, the Nerd 901 speaker uh, extended family. Again, add for the podcast powered by CW Wrestling. And normally I give some spiel that I like fall around and trip on. But since Dustin Starr, we have Mr. CW Wrestling with <laughs> us tonight. Why don't you give us a little pitch about CW Wrestling here in the 901? Man, I was l- l- looking forward to hearing yours, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so, bow out on this one. <laughs> yeah, so check us out every Saturday at high noon on CW30. And then also you can find us at noon live in the live chat on our YouTube channel. You can find us at CW30 Wrestling. So follow us on social media, championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. And also, we've got a big Halloween spooktacular coming up where we're bringing live professional wrestling to Memphis, Tennessee. It's socially safe, and I like to say socially, um, it's socially safe, and uh, it's just, it's what we're supposed to be doing, man. You know, wearing <laughs> masks and and doing the right thing, but that's going to happen on Halloween day at 3 p.m. I'll tell you guys more about it here in just a bit, but follow us. Man, our YouTube channel has been really, really doing good, so even people outside of the Memphis market are watching Championship Wrestling, and um, also, before long, once this pandemic is over, we're going to be recording the entire wrestling show, all of it, right here in Memphis, Tennessee, so it'll be a, it'll be a whole new flavor. And also a special shout out to New Wing Order. They have been a sponsor of Championship Wrestling presented by Pro Shingles since day one. Oh, yeah. They have been super cool, and we're really glad to be working with Nerd901 as well. So uh, check us out every Saturday at high noon. So, Dustin, is the YouTube channel youtube.com slash championship wrestling? Yes. Okay. And then also, it's sometimes easier because we're on social media at CW30 Wrestling. We tag everything at CW30 Wrestling, so it should just come right up if you go and put it in your YouTube. Awesome, awesome stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoy watching. You know, I we have uh, we have blurred without fear on here. With Welcome us, to the quite championship. Often. And I always say, if I get the opportunity, I've got uh, CW on one screen and I've got the Blur Cave on the other screen. You know, just showing love to the homies that I that I just respect and love so much every single day. And uh, if that's, I recommend that's how you do it. Show love yeah, to our man. family. We appreciate it. We appreciate that. So Maria is going to be very briefly on the podcast because I went to the championship wrestling page and forgot that I didn't have YouTube muted. And so the the like the welcome to tra- championship wrestling is recording. Nice. And oh, so Maria funny. makes a very brief cameo. On here. <laughs> there you I, go. I, I didn't I, I didn't hear it, but well, that's funny. That's have, true. It's because I have headphones on, so like it's. You know, it's recording my desktop audio to grab y'all, and yeah. so it definitely just picked that up. Well, there you go, there's the Maria, own... the lovely Maria Star. Yeah, there's a funny story on that too. When we're recording this stuff, she's like, "Why are we recording a YouTube open?" 
And I'm like, trust me, babe, trust me. I've been reading up a lot on YouTube and, and there's a lot. If you guys think just posting to YouTube videos is easy, oh, no. it is literally a full-time job. You've got to tag it properly. You have to have the proper playlist. You've got to make it very, very easy and user-friendly to where you can watch the stuff that you're interested in watching. And that's by tagging it correctly. And so I'm like, we need to welcome people to the YouTube channel. We need to tell them what we have. Yeah. And and before long, it only takes a couple of weeks to really see the difference. In the last 28 days, we've got about half a million minutes watched. And, and we're only a year and a half old. That's going to push you all so, up on that algorithm. Yeah. So, I mean – at first she thought it was kind of, I don't want to say silly, but just maybe unnecessary that, well, why are we shooting this specifically for YouTube? And it's like, trust me, there's people that only watch YouTube. They don't even have TV anymore. Uh, yeah. I'm one of them. Sure. I don't yeah, have cable at all. Adam's one of them. Uh, Brady, our 12-year-old, he does not have a cable box or anything in his room. He doesn't need it. He watches YouTube. Yep. That's it. Finds yep. everything he needs on YouTube, and I think he watches everything except for championship wrestling. Oh no, <laughs> he, gets, he, he gets it enough from the house. He can he kind of right. understands, just, right? Just yeah. get into the Wi-Fi settings, block everything that's not championship wrestling. There you go. <laughs> yeah, one of the things he is interested in though is the analytics, oh, which yeah. I think is kind of cool because he's always said that you know how kids want to be a youtuber when they grow up right and it kind of shows him that if you stick with something because let's face it when you first start a podcast or you first start a youtube channel or you first start anything you feel like it's all going into the black hole mm. is oh, anybody yeah. seeing oh, yeah. this yeah. but then all of a sudden people start picking it up and looking at it and then they come back and then they come back and so he's literally seen it from zero and then I, I kind of show him because I feel like it's a good education, especially right now in today's technology age, where he can see like, wow, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. And just being consistent. And and I think that's where a lot of people fall off is they they, they get a little bit disheartened when people aren't watching yep. and they might give up a little too soon. And that's why, like, I love John Cena, man. He says never give up. And that's one of the things is eventually it will catch on. And, and he's seeing that, too. So it's. It's been a cool project for sure. Uh, and yeah. that, that's exactly we why we know that we, all too we, well. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, we've seen a, 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 an up, a slight uptick, but still an uptick um, from we just kind of randomly did the podcast because our lives were kind of crazy, you know, with all kinds of things going on. And, you know, Nick and I talked and we just said, all right, well, let's do the podcast every other week. And if we do it every other week, you know, that'll help. And so doing that and also honestly putting it on Spotify was a really big help. So yeah. if your podcast is not on Spotify, that dirt definitely hurts you. So, yeah, it's crazy. Cause you know, there are some Wednesdays when, and I'm sure Adam can speak for it. And Dustin, I'm sure you can too. Like when you're doing a recording or you're doing anything, when you just don't feel like you have it, man. And you're just like, God, I do not want to do this tonight. Like I just want to sit on my couch, watch new girl and go to bed. You know, and like not do anything, but it's that moment that you get up here and Adam hits that record. It's like, man, I feel that energy again. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do this. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Gotta do it. it. It's that lull. It's that lull between coming home from work, you know, doing family stuff with the wife and kid, getting getting dinner together, and like that's that long pause of like not doing anything after you've been at work all day and you're kind of you know being busy, and you have like you know with us, we don't start till nine o'clock Central Time. And it's like that, that three hour lull of I'm just like, I just want to like go lay in my bed and sleep forever. But it's you know, the moment I come up here, 
turn everything on upstairs, hit that record button. It's like, I found this new energy, you know, yep. it's just getting, it's just getting to that point. And so that's why Adam and I have to like constantly talk to one another before the podcast recording day to, for me, it's talking to Adam, like builds, builds my confidence back up, builds me like getting psyched to do the podcast. Cause otherwise if it was stagnant conversation, I would just be like, Hey, uh, I don't feel like doing it tonight. You know, when we did that in the past yeah. and we, and we lost so much ground just by not feeling like it, you know, usually well, when you, when you, a, when you yeah, don't do it, you, well, yeah, you, you feel bad about it. Or I did like, oh, I remember yeah. growing up if I was, and this is going to make me sound like a big time nerd, but this is the perfect podcast, right? <laughs> of course. Yes, it is. This is, is all about is nerd. E feds, like an electronic wrestling league. And you do role playing and that's how you, you create your promos. And I know that there's some people out there that know exactly what I'm talking about, but that's kind of how I, I loved wrestling so much that I would start my own E-Fed and have these, have these characters and stuff. But the minute that I stopped or the minute that I missed the show, I felt so bad about it and I missed it. And I have this, I need this creative outlet. So that's what's so cool about having a wrestling show is we can basically create whatever we want, Yeah, you know, yeah. Like a little peek behind the curtain, uh, we were doing a, a commercial at Dave and Buster's for the Nerd 901 and the Twitch meetup mm-hmm. that never aired because of COVID. God, but yeah. we were just sitting there coming up with ideas like, well, what if you were wearing these glasses or what if you were doing this? And it's like, well, I don't know about that, but I'll do this, you know, and just coming up. With, I need that creative outlet, you know? Right. And and you just got to be consistent in whatever you do. You got to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. Dustin, you touched on something, and I'm gonna go ahead and jump into our fr- the first question here that I kind of wanted to bring up. You were talking about you know doing this this uh, electronic wrestling league because you loved wrestling so much. What about wrestling made you start falling in love with it? Like, what made you? So that question, and then followed up with like, what made you want to get into wrestling? Memphis wrestling, Mid South Coliseum. I watched every Saturday morning USWA on Channel Five. And there was no question. That's all I wanted to do when I grew up, hands down. I wanted to be a football player, but I also wanted to be a wrestler. And they, they're kind of the same thing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Um, but when we would go on vacation with my grandparents every summer, we would have our parents record Memphis Wrestling so we could binge watch it when we got back. So we were like binge watching before Netflix was a thing. They would put it all on <laughs> one VCR tape and we would That's get awesome. home and watch it. And it was cool that my family took us to Mid-South Coliseum every Monday night. I mean, it was like clockwork. I was there on May 9th, 1988, when Jerry the King Lawler pinned Kurt Hennig for the AWA World Championship. First world title that Lawler ever won. Jackie Fargo was a special referee. I remember he counted four. And uh, I watched, I think my uncle was taking me out of the arena with my mom while I watched him celebrate the victory because we had to, you know, beat the traffic or whatever. Yeah, school night. um, (laughs) School night, yeah. Forget about school on that point, man. I was staying up watching wrestling. But but then also, you know, I wanted to train to wrestle, and everybody thought I was crazy. So when I was probably – I was 15. I might have been just turning 15. My mom drove me to Jericho, Arkansas to meet with the outlaw Don Bass at a truck stop. I'll never forget that truck stop. They thought I was crazy. I was like 140 pounds, never picked up a weight a day in my life. And uh, I started training, and my mom had to sign off on it. And I paid every single penny of that by myself. And I remember waiting tables 
at Steak and Shake. And uh, I got really good at flipping burgers, too. I could flip the burger on the spatula and catch it behind my back. And people sitting at the bar would, <laughs> would applaud me. That's, and I that's did, really good. It's your first yeah, promo. I, right. I did hit the ceiling several times when I was flipping the burger. And I got in trouble for that. But um, I remember thinking, I can't wait till I start wrestling because I can quit flipping burgers and waiting tables. And little did I know, when I did quit my job, I had to go back and beg for it back because I didn't make any money when you first start wrestling. Like, literally, <laughs> there's no money in it. But a lot of those guys that I grew up watching and, and going and, and seeing at Mid-South Coliseum and watching on Saturday morning, I've been able to either be in the ring with or work with in some capacity. So it's been super cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a WWF or WCW. That wasn't my goal. Like, it, I, yeah, that would be cool, but... I wanted to be on TV with Lance Russell and Dave Brown. Right. That was, that was my pinnacle. Yeah. And then of course, as time went on, it was like, okay, there's a bigger wrestling league. That's cool too. But man, it was always Memphis wrestling. Yeah. It's like you, and, and I think that's one reason why I admire you so much is because, you know, you, you set these goals and even back then setting these goals, but they all, they always felt like they were going to be local to Memphis and you know you obviously and we'll get to it you you know you kind of you did get to the chance to get to the higher pinnacle but at the same time like you were always the you know the Memphis kid that wanted to be here and do grow you know perform what you saw growing up which is so cool to like you know you got to like you said you got to get in the ring with those guys that you watched every every day or every Monday every weekend whatever it was and get in the ring like I can't imagine how Every time, you know, I'm sure you've had multiple matches with those guys ever since. But those first time of those matches of those experiences with those first guys, oh, you know, man. whether it be Lawler or I know you've been in the ring with Coco Beware, correct? Right? Yeah, man. And, you talk about nervous those first couple of times. Yeah, nervous as hell. Yeah. So, go, so like, take me into that. How was it like stepping into the ring with these guys that you watched growing up? Much like we see in, uh, you know, WWE. You know, we see younger guys getting in the ring with guys that they've watched growing up. What's that feel like to get in the ring up with and, and lock up with legends and like Memphis legends? Well, first I feel like I feel like I'm at the pinnacle right now. Yeah. Even more so than than when I was in WWE or in the developmental system. Because owning your own television show and wrestling company and being able to work with the sports teams in Memphis, I wouldn't be able to do all of that if I was exclusive to another company. Right. Yeah. So at this point I wouldn't I wouldn't trade that at this point to work for one of the bigger companies yeah. now never say never one day probably but right now I, I wouldn't and there was also a time when i was growing up because i grew up in the business starting at 15 years old in my early to mid 20s i remember writing in a diary and this is something i've never told i've just told maria this and yes i did i wrote in a diary because i planned to write a book one day and uh, I remember writing in the diary that I felt like my wrestling career was a failure mm. and that I did not accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish. And for some reason, I felt like my time was like running out. And how I, old were you at the time when you wrote that when you wrote that diary? Oh, my gosh. It had to be early, early 20s. OK, mm. which was crazy. As Maria walks into the room, I've never um, told that to anybody but her. But I actually found. Thank you that for book. sharing that. That's really yeah, cool. Thank you. That. Yeah, I I found that book a couple of years ago, and I opened it up and started reading it, and I closed it. I was like, I can't even, I can't even. Yeah, can't have that energy. That. Yeah. 
I don't even want to read that. Right. But to the point of uh, like the first time that I wrestled Lawler, you talk about nervous. I remember me and my partner wrestling Jerry Lawler and Brian Christopher in a tag team match on Memphis television. It was in Dyersburg, Tennessee, and it was filmed <laughs> for Memphis TV. And Brian, who became a really good friend of mine, who's who's since passed away, um, he would give me all his spots and he would tell me what he's going to do. We're going to do this. Boom, bam, boom. And then blah, blah, blah. He was going super fast. I'm going to do this and then I'll do the snake kick and then I'm going to. I'm going to do my dance and I'll do this. Boom, boom, boom. Got it? Okay. And then he walked away and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, what? <Yeah. laughs> what? Well, no, I don't have it. Wait, but I couldn't tell him that. So I was like, okay, well, let's just see how this goes. And uh, <laughs> we got in the ring and I had seen Brian Christopher wrestle so many times that I already knew what this match right. was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so That's I was great. there for every single thing and it worked out just fine. And, um, when you when you're younger and you work with these guys, you're literally following them. And I don't know if it looks like that when somebody's watching it, but you're literally following every single thing that they do. And you've got to make sure that you're there when they're ready for you to do whatever it is that they're going to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But then as you progress and you get more mature and you get more experience, then I felt like I wanted to push the envelope. Right. You know, mm. I know that Lawler won't like this, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway or whatever. <laughs> and, and see so what comes that's up. When it, yeah. And then that's when you really work together, which is what wrestling is, is it's working together, even though it's athletic competition and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's when it becomes, you know, more special is when you can add something to the match and not just have to follow them. You know? Yeah, because I mean, something that really stuck out to me when we were at David Buster's watching the uh, Clash of Championships uh, w, uh, pay-per-view a couple weeks ago, safe, safely social distancing, by yep. the way, um, and mask on at the table the entire time. Uh, yeah, we you, did. I never really thought about this, even this my many years of being a wrestling fan. Uh, but when you wrestle with someone that you're that you know and that you love and that you respect, how good of a match that can really put on because we were watching Roman Reigns and, and Jey Uso and you were like <laughs> when the, before the match started you were like these guys are about to beat the shit out of each other yeah. because they love and respect each other so much that they can do whatever they need to do to each other to tell the story and it's going to be a top notch match and sure, sure enough it came on and it was electrifying and it grabbed you and told this perfect story because they have such a great relationship with one another and they did just, they literally just beat the shit out of one another, you know, it's you like, guys, Adam, Nick, you guys would have the best match with each other because you're brothers. <laughs> Seriously. We probably had those when we were kids and we just, I was you know, say, we, there were fights would, when we were kids. So. You would beat the hell out of each other, but then you would love it afterwards. You would know that you just did something special. It's, it's like me and Derek King. Yeah. Who, at, when I was 15, he kind of took me under his wing. Like, I would not be where I am today if Derek had not helped me out so much. But when we get in the ring, we don't even have to talk before the match. We kn we basically know what we're going to do. And and even in the middle of the match, if I hit him too hard, he's cussing me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Maria slapped him five times in the face one time, and I held him. Arms behind his back, and she oh, she slapped the shit out of him several times. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, it was like, man, that was great. Like, if you're good friends with somebody, 
and you travel with that person or you're friends with that person or especially if they're your relative, you go harder with that person and you right. have an even better match that. because you you look Winston's agreeing with me. I don't know if you hear my dog in the back. <laughs> but uh you just you go harder and you know that you can trust that person. It, it, you know, you might do something that hurts them, but you're not going to injure them. You're not right. going to hurt them badly. Yeah. And yeah, you, those guys had a great match. You're going to pull back just yeah. enough cuz you know this person. So So uh, Justin, you bring up the, the you know the relationship you have with Derek King and how y'all are so you've got this chemistry in the the ring. It kind of leads me to my next question of like for your for your professional career, whether it be local stuff and developmental stuff. Um, I say outside of what you're doing right now because I, I do want to touch on that kind of like it's a single subject. But what is like one of your favorite moments in your professional in-ring career? Like, you know, again, whether it be local or developmental, whatever. Man, there's a, there's a <laughs> lot. But I don't say that like uh, they're just they're just things that happen in the ring that you you're kind of proud of. Yeah. Like Maria's Maria's first match was really cool. She didn't know what to expect. And we were bad guys. And when she came back to the locker room, she was just such a such a newbie and so green at that point, she said, Oh my gosh, did you hear what they were calling me? And I was like, Yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, man, it was great. He did, did great. Yeah. And she's like, What? That little kid flipped me off. I was like, I know it was great. That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> you want them to hate you. <laughs> she's like, that that one guy called me a, a, a she called me a bitch. And I'm like, perfect <laughs> you know she's like what i don't think what you're do you hearing mean? what i'm saying yeah. Look, i don't think you're a bitch but the fact that they think you're a bitch perfect perfect but it was like she was so shocked and i'm like no that means that means you did great yeah you know um there was one time that i will never forget where Justin Roberts, he was the WWE ring announcer, uh-huh. and uh, I was going out to wrestle um, in, in front of almost a sold-out FedEx Forum, 17,000 people, and Justin Roberts came to me backstage. He didn't know who I was. None of these people knew who I was. This was, gosh, 12 years ago or longer, and he said, are you Dustin Stark? I said, yeah, and he said, there's some signs out there for you. I said, ah, get out of here, because I've heard so many stories about him ribbing people and telling jokes and He's like, no, I'm serious. There are Dustin Star signs out in the crowd. I'm like, yeah, whatever, okay. And I laughed it off and just kind of blew him off or whatever. And when I got in the ring and I looked out into the audience, I promise you there was like six or seven Dustin Star signs. That's, that's awesome. That's and so cool. I was shocked. I was literally shocked. And I looked over at, at Justin in the ring, and he just smiled like I told you I wasn't wasn't BSing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish I had like my cell phone or my camera phone or whatever. So I could take that picture of the audience with the signs. It was just, it blew me away. It was so cool. And I, I don't know that's never happened since at, at FedEx forum, especially, but man, it was just a really <laughs> cool moment. You know, yeah. I was shocked. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, for, I mean, cause and correct me if I'm wrong, other than some of the stuff that you did like that, like um, at, you know, a Raw or, or SmackDown or even like some of your Impact stuff, for most of the time that you've been in the ring, have you always been a heel? Or were there times like when you were like Dustin Five Star and it was like your match, were you ever a face or is it always you being a heel? It's kind of weird. It's like people... Because like people if I were there, know. right, like I'd be chewing you on as like... You're my, yeah. you're the, but like you can chill, you can cheer for a heel, but like 
knowing that he's not a face, right? You know what I mean? So like, yeah, but it's like, like people know to boo us, right? They know the shtick. Like at this point, like we're the worst bad guys in the world. I promise you. I mean, we do bad guy stuff, but and and people boo us just because they know they're supposed to boo us. But right. then after the match, one of the things that's the coolest is we like to meet with the fans afterwards. And, sure. you know, whether it's kids, adults, it doesn't matter. People hang out, too. And we like to roll right out of the ring and, and shake hands and stuff because the show's over. It's almost like a movie. It's like, OK, yeah. the, you know, the credits have roll, rolled and the movie's over. And now let's 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 say hello to everybody, yeah. and, you know, high fiving and, you know, selling shirts and pictures and stuff and. We're the worst bad guys in the world because even after being bad guys that whole time and people yelling at us and stuff, you know, we just roll out of the ring and hang out with the people. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're the worst. Do that, yeah. and then in, you know, in your in your other free time, you're helping charities and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to be a bad guy. Like uh, at the Grizzlies wrestling night, where I'm always the good guy or whatever. Right. Obviously, because of uh, well, now especially with doing more TV and you know, outside of wrestling, doing TV and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to be a bad guy. You know, you, especially like if you've got the Grizzlies attached to you or yeah. if you're working with real live news companies, it's hard to like kind of like go on social media and be a bad guy now. Like yeah. people are, people know that it's a work. They know that it's a, it's a movie that they're watching. It's a show, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so if, so, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's just hard to, to bring up Brian Christopher again, he he he's like, man, you could be so great. I said, well, what's wrong? He's like, you're the worst bad guy ever. <laughs> you're too and nice. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but people don't want to. Like back in the day, when you were a bad guy, they yeah, wanted I mean, to meet you in the parking lot and beat you up. Right. Yeah. They would throw batteries at you. They would throw pennies and and quarters at you. They would try to hurt you. Nowadays, it's a different it's a different ball game. People know that it's entertainment, and they don't want to beat you up. But he still believed it. it was like to be a real heel, you have to make those people really hate you. And I mean, even WWE has footage on their network now where it's behind the scenes and they're going over their spots and what they're supposed to do in the match. Right, like the gig is up, guys. But, yeah. but Ryan really was old school like that. He wanted you to be that nasty, mean heel, and it's really hard to. Hard to legitimately be that at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes for sense. sure. I, I mean, because, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you may have done some other like different shows, but the last time that I really remember you being in the ring was during that big uh, Royal Rumble for CW, and you were eliminated by Ray Rosa. Yeah. Correct, right? Yeah. So, and then right. y'all y'all had a planned match for the show that was going to be at AutoZone. Of course, you know the world happened, and unfortunately, that we you know didn't get to have that. <laughs> the world but, happened, yeah, yeah. No joke. But yeah. were you going into that match because Ray Rosa was a heel? Would you have been a you know a face, or would you have been the heel versus heel match, or how would y'all have planned that around? Not to no, I make the song. You know. No, it would have. It would have. The people in Memphis would have wanted to see me beat him up, so it wouldn't have mattered. He would have been the heel, and I would have just. I would have. And that's the weird Justin, thing is even right? when we're, even when we are bad guys and good guys, we we still wrestle the same, right? You know, I'm still gonna flex, I'm still gonna strut, I'm still gonna kiss kiss my Maria, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, and at that point, when you put your hands on my Maria, you're gonna pay the price, and, uh, and yeah, not only yeah, not only am I gonna beat your ass, but all the people in Memphis, Tennessee, want to see me beat your ass in Memphis, Tennessee. So yeah. 
gosh, man, I really wish that match would have happened. And now, now Ray Rose is, is our heritage champion on the show. Yeah. And he's kind of turning babyface at this point. So it makes it even harder to do that. It's harder to stretch it out, too. <laughs> yeah. Because that was like last September. Right. And now here we are a full year later. And it's like that match still hasn't happened. And people <laughs> still kind of ask about it. Is that match going to happen? And man, I wish it would. It just, it might have kind of run its course at this point. Yeah. Know? So you bring up the show. So that kind of leads me into the kind of like the the biggest portion, I think. Like you said, you're at the kind of your apex. You're at the pinnacle of your career right now. Let's talk about champ- championship wrestling here in Memphis. What made you decide to? I'm, I'm this. This is what I'm getting into. I'm starting my own business. This is exactly what I want and need to do. So, what what were the steps and that kind of guided you to now? Like you said, probably the best moment of your career. Man, so you and I have worked in the real life together mm-hmm. together yeah <laughs> so i mean typically we have real life jobs to where you know maria it's it's pretty well known maria works at saint jude um i worked as far as hiring in the apartment industry along with doing all the other sports in memphis so i was juggling that for such a long time yeah i mean and like then, let, let's let not be known that how many times that you and i we were friends outside of it but how many times like we were meeting at networking events like yeah, all the yeah, time. For sure. All yeah, that's time. how Nick Nick like I thought Nick just met you one at one point and Nick was like, No, we've done jobs together. And I was, oh wow, really? Yeah. 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 And uh so yeah, I mean, and it just got to the point where I was doing so much of the uh I, I call it the gig life that I was in a transitional point just a couple of years ago and I remember talking to Berea about can I make that jump? It's literally a, like a leap of faith. You literally have to bet on yourself mm-hmm. and, and you go from a salary position with benefits and all that good stuff to being a, you know, a business owner. And that's the way that you've got to treat it is it's a business. It's your brand. And so we literally have a business. It's Memphis championship wrestling LLC that we created. Now amidst all of this, I had a guy named David Marquez that was sending me messages on Twitter and on Facebook. And David has run championship wrestling from Hollywood for 10 years. He's also very notorious for being a wrestling promoter and working with the NWA. And he promoted shows in China. I mean, the guy has literally done it all as far as professional wrestling is concerned, but I wasn't exactly familiar with him or his product. And so to his credit, he noticed that myself and Maria are wrestlers and that we were hosting CW 30. So we're on twice an hour, every hour on CW 30 Memphis, which by the way is the number one CW station in the nation. Really? And so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, he, he reached out and he was like, Hey, we should, we should work together. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, you, if I had a dollar for every time I got a Facebook message about working together or doing something together, we, I wouldn't even have to work. Like I would just have those dollars, right? All of that money. Yeah. And so we just, the conversation, he would not let it die. He would not let it die to his credit. And finally, when I was in this transitional period, I said, Hey Maria, what if we did the, actually we were asleep. She was asleep and I was just awake next to her. And I was like, Hey Maria, are, are you awake? Hey, hey, Maria, are you awake? And Nick, you've heard the unfiltered story. Uh-huh. And I go, I go, are you awake? And she's like, I what? I was asleep until you just woke me up. You're like, I and got I'm an like, idea. What if, yeah, what if we did this? What, what, what if we did that? 
I'm going to call Dave tomorrow and let's see if we can do it. And then that, uh, from that point forward, I literally took every single booking that I could, whether it was Grizzlies, Redbirds, Hustle, gosh, you name it. I was trying to put things on the calendar. And, uh, and then we started putting the wheels in motion to create championship wrestling and what would it be and how would we host it. And, and one of the most important things, and you guys know this, is wrestling fans in Memphis – they love their Memphis wrestling. And you better not try to tell them that something is Memphis wrestling when it's not. <laughs> and yep. so we had to figure out a way to syndicate this program. And in any business, it's proof of concept. So the whole idea is not to continue to be a syndicated program with a local flavor like we've been. The whole idea is to prove the concept that people will watch, and they have, and to Flip the, flip the show and record that show in Memphis and have a brand new Memphis Championship Wrestling. Yeah. And we are right there, guys. But this dead gum pandemic is killing it, man. Yeah. yeah. So on the other side of this pandemic, you will see us recording our full-fledged show with Memphis wrestlers that you, that you can touch and feel and go and watch <laughs> the action live. You know, and what I mean by touch and feel, like, like these guys, we are flying the some of the Hollywood crew out and the people that are on our show. We're flying them in for our event on Halloween Day, but you will be able to go and watch the actual television tapings. Yeah, and it won't be something that's filmed anywhere else. It'll all be filmed here in Memphis. Well, you have... that's how it all Sorry. how it all came about. That's how it all came about right there. And we're we're not done. We're just we're we've proven the the concept, and CW thirty is on full steam ahead with us. And shout out to Tegna, who has had our backs since they purchased the stations. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're we're going to eventually have this entire show recorded right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, and let me let me just say this about the the show that we didn't get to have. Like that was going to be my first in person wrestling event. Oh man! Uh, that, I, like <laughs> I was like you know all all BS aside, I was going to go to that, and and then it got can't like you know. Pandemic happened, you know, my son is, you know, immunocompromised, so I'm, like, super closed off from everything. And so, yeah. like, I was so, so disappointed because, like, I, you know, I'm not the wrestling fan of the group, but, but you know, it's I've always respected it and everything. And so, like, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go watch Dustin. And then, you know, pandemic happened, and I was like, come on. Yeah. So I, I'm looking Anybody forward to post-pandemic. Anybody that is is listening that's not a wrestling fan but you're in the memphis area i promise you if you come to our our halloween drive-in spooktacular on halloween day it's at 3 p.m you can watch wrestling from the comfort and safety of your own car if you'd like it's a drive-in drive-in show even if you're not a wrestling fan you will have a blast if mm -hmm. nothing else watching the other wrestling fans is so much fun and then i mean people watching is is hilarious but then also just watching what the guys do in the ring is is like incredible. Like, oh my gosh, that had to hurt. Well, yeah, because it does. Yeah, hurt, it does. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the whole. I like, remember, I, like being a non wrestling fan, the whole like wrestling fag is like, no, that hurts. <laughs> like, I'm sure that hurts. Yeah, no doubt. I rem no Justin, doubt. I re I remember. Um, uh, what was that? Memphis uh, Fire Pro Wrestling or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Um. It was, it was the closest I'd ever been to an actual ring because I was probably like two rows back from the actual ring. And I remember I was telling a buddy of mine who we were there, and I was like, man, 
I kind of just want to get in that ring and like take one bump, you know, one small little bump. And the first time you, when you're that, when you hear it on television, it doesn't sound so bad, but when you're sitting 24 feet away from the ring and you yeah, hear that first yeah. bump, you're like, Oh, never mind. I do not want to <laughs> nope, do that. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I, do, I actually don't want to do that at all. The ring is made of solid steel and boards. Yeah. yeah. It's wood and steel. And there's about an inch to an inch and a half of padding. Now, me, on a good day, I weigh 210, 215 pounds. Just imagine taking landing flat on your back or flying off the top rope and landing flat Oof. on your back on wood and steel with one inch of padding. Yeah, I don't care. You could teach me how to land all day long or whatever the quotes are. Yeah, Oh, they know how to land. They know how to fall. Dude, it hurts. 100% it hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, and then you see like guys, you know, and and Maria can attest to this as she's the one who's given them the slaps. Oh, Taking yeah. a slap to the face that hurts. Uh, like, I can Adam, also attest to that. Adam, right? Yeah, Adam got slapped <laughs> by his own wife for charity event. Yeah, for a few for months Saint, ago, like St. Jude uh, and for what are we uh, and for JDRF. I took a. Yeah. Like for fifty dollars, my wife would come in here while I was streaming and live on camera. I'd take a slap in the face for my wife. And oh, I'm, like I, I can't imagine getting slapped five oh, times. She loved it. She loved it. I bet she did. Anytime <laughs> we have a spot where I'm holding a guy up and I'm talking trash, hit him, Maria, give it to him, and then he ducks, and then you and get she slapped. Slaps me. Mm. She loves that. That's her favorite, that's her favorite matches. <laughs> that's her favorite spot of all time. She wants the fake out slap hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. I and my wife especially loved it. The first time we did it, um, I had accidentally muted my mic. And so nobody could hear oh, the yeah. pop. And so oh, I had no. to do it again. Oh, <laughs> so, rookie mistake. Yeah, oh yeah. It was bad. <laughs> like I look at the chat and everyone's going, Nope, didn't happen. We didn't hear it. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, because we can see it. Because I remember I was watching it. It's like you can see it happen, but you got to hear that skin on skin slap contact. Yeah, which I swear to God, Maria Starr has perfected a perfect slap. She has blacked my eye before. She's uh, she's (laughs) she's made other wrestling managers bleed. Believe it or not, she has with a slap. And I've been in the ring with some of the guys that your adrenaline is pumping so good like you're so fired up that when they slap you they slap you so hard that it, it nearly knocks you out like yeah. it's worse than a punch and and some people are probably listening going what get out of here dude they slap you so hard because you've got to make it look real i'm mm-hmm. using air quotes you got to make it look real dude there's nothing fake about a slap man especially oh, no. if you can hear it <laughs> hear it like a shotgun going off no yeah that, that is real so um Speaking of the the mayor of Slap City herself, Maria Starr, you're Maria Starr. Let's talk, let's talk about what's been going on, man. You're about to be an, a, a father again for the second time. Congrats! So you know, during our, our podcast, and we give you shout outs. So shout out to that again, man. Like very y'all much are congratulations. very much on the the doorsteps of popping that little guy out. Yeah, um, thank you. What what has it been like? Uh, just you know, doing everything, y'all's y'all's day-to-day job of recording and you know taking phone calls and stuff like that with maria now pregnant in in the sense of like she's still doing on camera stuff she doesn't care she's she's still rocking and rolling you know yeah yeah she looks great too she does Mm -hmm. she she feels great she's just a little uncomfortable at this point and yeah she's just like get it out of me 
I'm ready to be done. Exactly. And we're to the point now where we're having doctor appointments and um, uh, what's the gimmick called where you uh, you go in and you see the baby in there. Ultrasound. Um, ultrasound. ultrasound. Yeah. It, it just escaped me for some reason. We're ultrasounding every single week now. And so baby Reese is ready to come out. Like he's a legit, he's not an alien in there anymore. He's like a little baby, (laughs) but uh, just a a little peek behind the curtain. We had been trying since last September. And then, you know, of course the pandemic happens. And the, the way that I found out is we had just finished hosting local Memphis live Mm. um, on, on live ABC 24 and I believe we recorded a couple of episodes of Championship Wrestling. And the NBA had just shut down. I had basically lost every job that I had almost because all the, all the live sports had shut down. Right. And um, then we heard that the, that day we heard that the studio was shutting down. And we were scheduled to host the, the morning show the entire next week. And we felt like, man, that's a, that's a big opportunity. We were excited about it. But then we heard that they're shut down. You can't do it. And so I was, man, we were like just bummed and we got in the car and for some reason Maria likes to drive. I, I always thought that, you know, the man drives or whatever, but since I've been married and dating Maria, she likes to drive her own vehicle. So I hang out in the passenger side and tweet or something, but it was a rainy day. It was March 13th, Friday, the 13th. <laughs> She's driving and I'm just, just imagine like a horror movie where it's raining outside, you're driving She's kind of glancing at me with her hands gripped on the steering wheel. And she's like, babe, I've got something to tell you. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what's next? Like, Wait, like, oh, <laughs> everything's shutting down. What are you about to do? And she, she kind of looks at me a couple of times while she's looking at the road, you know, nervous. She's like, I don't know how you're going to take it. And of course, I'm like, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> what is she about to say? And she says, I said, all right, well, just just tell me, like, I'm expecting like the absolute worst. She goes. I'm pregnant. And I'm like, wait, what? That's a, that's a good thing. That's though, a right? great thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, she's looking at me and she's like just driving the car and it's raining. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, but I didn't know how you'd take it. <laughs> and I was like, well, don't give it to me like bad news because then I'm going to take it like bad news. I was like, right. awesome. That's great. And so pandemic happens, all this happens. We can't say anything. You know, you're supposed to wait until it's like a safe distance of, of and y'all you know, the baby's it, okay. Y'all kept it secret for a very long time. There was, there's a lot of, you know, job opportunities and, and things going on and, and public perception. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And so we just waited it out. And what ended up happening is we continued to record the wrestling show and, and do our CW commercials here from the house on a green screen. Um, you know, that's a little inside baseball there, but yeah, we're not really in a studio and uh, even shout out to Mark Giannato. He did a really cool uh, column on commercial appeal about just how we've had to pivot and, and do things differently in the pandemic, but it got to a point guys where we couldn't really hide it anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Eventually, <laughs> you can't hide it. Continue to be on screen. Yeah, yeah, you can't hide it anymore. And so, because you're not behind a desk anymore either, you know. Right. Yeah, it was a stand up. up. Yeah. So uh, we had a had a conversation with the station first and foremost, and of course they were super supportive. Like, great. I mean, gosh, the anytime we have a meeting with them, the first thing out of their mouth is, "How are you doing, Maria? 
how's the baby and all that kind of stuff. And awesome. That's great. Um, so yeah, then we had to finally announce it, but then it was like that week we announced that we were pregnant and then like two days later it was like, it's a boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, how that's you know so fast. Yeah. That's because we waited forever tipped, to tell you. Yeah. That was the thing that tipped me off so much. Cause I remember seeing the, t- the, the, the tweets about it. It's like, we're pregnant. I was like, hell yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. And then literally, like you said, two days later, the gender reveal, like what the fuck? How did that, where's the math in that? Right. Right. So, but you know, it's been kind of a, and I hate to say, like a like a silver lining. There's silver lining with everything, right? So Maria's been able to work from home. Yeah. You know, uh, she tweeted out, you know, just the other day that the first time that she's left the house, really, and that's a legit, is the first time she left the house was to go and vote. We went and did it together. And to be perfectly honest, it was the first time that either of us have ever voted in our lives. We're a little bit ashamed to like admit that, but you know, but you're doing comes a, you're doing the right hey, thing though. You know, yeah. there comes voting. a time. There comes yeah. a time where it is really important to you, and it's really important to us. So we went out and voted. But the silver lining is that she's been able to work from home. And you know, that first trimester, she was sick, so she didn't have to really go into the office and, and deal with that there. She was able to deal with that here, and then we were able to spend a lot of time, like every waking moment together. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> love you, babe. Yeah. Uh, Oh no, I got it on my end too, so don't worry about that. No, yeah, same here. When my wife was out of school, we were just home all together all the time. Yeah, but uh, it's it's been it's been cool. It's it feels like forever, just because when you're at home and you're not out doing the things that you typically do, especially like in quarantine for those several months where you know people were just stuck in their homes. That's that's what we did is we've been as safe as we can be, and if people think that's silly, then that's their you know, that's their prerogative. But, um, even now, even now when I go out, um, I'm, I'm wearing a mask. I've got my hand sanitizer and me too. to be perfectly that. honest. Hey guys, I've slept on the couch sometimes. That's um, not a I bad read idea. where I read, read where the Kansas city quarterback, Patrick Mahomes is, is sleeping in separate rooms from his wife just because he's out playing football and he wants to make sure that his wife and baby are safe. Yeah. I've, doing the same exact thing. I've taken COVID tests, even though I don't have symptoms or anything, just so I can make sure 100% that before I crawl back into the bed or I get really close with Maria, that, that I'm, I'm good because we yeah. don't really know how we catch this. We don't know how it's going to affect. It's very know, new. Yeah. I mean, as much as very we think, new, as much as we think we know about it, we don't know anything. We and, don't, we don't. And yeah, and you know, I'm the same way. My son is immunocompromised. My wife had a, like a, a headache for a couple of days last week. She, um, you know, felt kind of off. And so she went and got a COVID test. Luckily it came back negative, but we were like, well, you know, you got to stay away from Nolan for a little bit. And so, you know, from our son, because he's got yeah. type one diabetes. So it's like, nope, you got to stay away from him. So, yeah. yeah and, and also anybody that's listening, thing too man um don't be scared or or ashamed to take that test i mean it's literally it's not that big you know 12 inch q-tip that they stick into your brain it's not it is not that i was Mm -hmm. terrified going to take the first test and it's literally a normal size q-tip and Mm -hmm. you do have to you do have to go up there pretty good but it's it's nothing that i after taking the first one i thought okay if this is what i got to do in order to go out and work I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and to be perfectly honest, I know I've mentioned the, the Halloween event that we have, our, our talent will be tested. I, and I would never ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do. So I'm going to go on uh, the week of the show 
we'll all go and we'll have our COVID test just to make sure that we're, we're safe and mm-hmm. make sure that our, we're negative. And if anybody, heaven forbid, is positive, then they won't be on the event. But we're doing what we can do in the times that we're in. Yeah. But that's... don't don't be scared of that test, though. It's not as bad as no, what, it's uh, not what a you big see deal. on social media. No, and, so, and my uh... wife went through the drive-thru. Like, the, she went to Baptist East over here by the house, and, like, she it was a drive-thru, and she, she was in and out. Like, she got back. She left the house and got home in, like, 15 minutes. So yep. She said, I was so like, exactly. did it hurt or anything like that? She's like, no, they just took a Q-tip in your nose. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, um, and Dustin, I, I did have, I was, was going to say, I got only two more questions left for you, but I, you kind of brought up something that now made me have a, th- a third question for the, for the Halloween event. I don't know if you've, um, told publicly or whatever, or even if you can for that event, but how much, like, where are you going to be involved? Are you doing a match? Are you just doing, are you emceeing? What's, what's Dustin Starr's pr- uh, role? For the Halloween show, if you well, don't, if, what, you, and if you can't answer, that's fine. No, no. So whatever, we are the fastest hour in professional wrestling. Anything can happen at any given moment on our program or on our live event. So I am scheduled to be the MC and the host of the event. So I'll have my Halloween costume on. I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet, but it's really good. <laughs> and I'll I'll have it on Saturday uh, on Saturday October 31st show, and then I'll also be wearing it on at the event itself because we have a kids Halloween costume contest too that's presented by Party Works. So if you guys are looking for a cheap plug there, but if you're looking for a great Halloween costume contest, check them out. Party Works. It's PartyWorksTN.com. But I'm going to be hosting the event and oh. um, basically doing the ring announcing and the introductions and stuff. But typically when that happens somebody's liable to pick a fight with me and I might have to tear that suit <laughs> off and beat somebody up, you know? <laughs> Good. I hope so. <laughs> it's always great to see Dustin star in the ring in some form of capacity, whether you're taking pies in the face or. Oh you know. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, even if it's just a, a five minute little <laughs> fun. So, you know, we've been talking about the pandemic and what everything that's happened for you as far as when live sports shut down, you got shut down. Luckily, Maria was able to work from home. So then, as someone who you know recently started their own business and it, it evolved a lot with live sports and marketing, what have you been doing since then? And now you're able to get out a little bit more. But what have you been doing since then to kind of like keep your sanity during the pandemic with work grinding. or even your own stuff? Grinding, 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 just. Uh, we've got some really good business partners and sponsors that we work with. Pro Shingle is one of them that uh, they were able to really do well through the pandemic. And, and we helped them out with commercials and marketing. And a lot of the stuff that we do with our company, you don't necessarily see on our television show where we, we book talent for special events that don't even have anything to do with wrestling. But uh, I've been doing a lot of video editing, um, podcasting, and uh and video editing. <laughs> it, <laughs> it takes a long time for these, but but I'm responsible for putting the shows together each week. So a lot of the commercials and a lot of the highlight packages and stuff that you see on our program every Saturday, I edit a lot of those together. And then I work with John Roberts, who is our um, he's our he's he is our quote unquote editor for the show. So a lot of the stuff that I create, you know, I deliver to him along with the segment footage. He puts it all together, puts the bells and whistles on it, makes it 58 minutes and 30 seconds, and then 
delivers it back to me for proofing, and then we send it to the TV station. And uh, that takes up that takes up a lot more time than than what you would typically think because of uploading time and right. You've got to be so precise. And I know you guys edit the podcast and do all yeah. that kind of stuff. It is very very meticulous and very particular. And if you don't do it right, then people are going to go, "Oh, well, this is." production on this is terrible yeah people, you know, people yeah. notice when when there's issues mm-hmm. yeah that's why we were we're lucky to be surrounded by our you know nerd island crew with like nsa Jose and blurred and you know adam has some experience in it as well but like we have some guys who are really tech savvy and you know when we have anything that needs to be edited or clipped real quick like we can just turn and you know i'm not tech savvy i know you know dustin well, you're we were gonna you're change learning one day yeah, and like Dustin's learning on the fly to keep oh my gosh. going, you know. So shout out to you, Dustin, for learning how to do everything that these guys are doing, even at the smallest capacity, you know, his small capacity, just learning it so quickly. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Hey, we we actually invested into some lights and a green screen uh, before the pandemic happened. So luckily, we saw that there was an opportunity to do more, and so we need to get this stuff just in case. So we had microphones and you know, lights and we had to order a couple of more lights, but then we had the green screen and all that kind of stuff. So we have a room upstairs. It's basically our studio room now that we just shoot television in. And I know that sounds like fancy, but it's really not that fancy. And we literally had to learn on the fly because once that was shut down, it was like, oh no, what are we going to do? Okay, well, here's what we have to do. And then you could tell at the beginning of the pandemic all the way to right now, you can see the quality of our production on our end, not the actual wrestling, but the segments. You can see the, the production quality get better because mm-hmm. we learned so much as we went. And literally, it's you, you, we were thrown into the fire because it was yeah. either learn to do it and, and learn to edit it and learn to get it right, or we didn't have a show. Yeah, if you didn't have you a know? show, you didn't make any money. Like That's it. And then our business is out, you know, and the first thing to go is, is advertising and marketing, believe it or not. And so we really had to, to work hard at learning that stuff. And it takes even longer just to learn it. And then once you learn it, it becomes a little bit easier, but then there's another problem and you got to figure out how to get around that. Mm -hmm. And working with a green screen is a lot tougher than it looks because you have to light it just right or else, you know, you're see-through or whatever. And then, right. and then also, when you have 58 minutes and 30 seconds to fill, that doesn't sound like a long time. But I was coming up with different ideas, like, what are the wrestlers doing at home? Like, let's show what the wrestlers are doing at home. Or, gosh, mm. I haven't had a haircut in so long. Maria, what if you cut my hair on the air? She's like, are you crazy? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then, okay, well, we'll do that. But how, how are we going to edit it? Because it has to look professional. It can't just look like we just filmed it in our backyard. And actually, the first haircut scene, we did film in the backyard. And it never made air. <laughs> so <laughs> there was so much. But really, just coming up with ideas and uh, you know, show ideas or when can we do this. And I'll just tell you guys that we have so many different events and, and things. I'll just say things planned that as soon as it's safe to do them, gosh, man, I hope we knock your socks off with it. I can't we've been wait. thinking about it a long time. Oh, I mean, I mean, Adam and I were, you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, more salt to the, to the wound of the, the wrestling event. We were going to have at AutoZone park. I mean, we, like he's like Adam said earlier, it was going to be his first ever, you know, wrestling event. And I've, 
I've taken our youngest brother Paul to a SmackDown event into an AEW event, and he was really looking forward to the, you know so nice. to that event to the in, in Nodzone Park. So we know just because obviously you know being partnered with you and working with you, we got to see a little bit of like you said you know behind the curtain a little inside baseball what you were planning and what you were doing, and just what you were building up to that before the actual product happened. You know that was exciting for us. So I have no doubt whatsoever in my mind. That whatever you have planned for the future is going to be exactly what this city needs as far as bringing us together once we're on the other side of this pandemic. We'll give it our best. That's for sure, man. So speaking of the future, this is the last question I'll bother you with tonight. And I don't know if how well you'll be able to answer this question, but what is Dustin and Maria star outside of, you know, taking care of their newborn baby soon? What are the plans for the next few years? What do you see you guys doing in the next four to five years and how much CW wrestling has evolved with that and the city of Memphis itself? Man, we've got, I mean, if it goes, if it goes the way that I see it going, the goal was to get a wrestling show on the air in Memphis that people would watch and that people would enjoy and then use that as proof of concept to record a big show, which was going to be our AutoZone Park show, which now is going to be our drive-in spectacular show presented by Pro Shingo. And I don't know if I've mentioned it. It is a fundraiser, too. So we're raising funds, just like you guys, for, for local charities. It's the Heal the Hood Foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and they're a big part of the future of championship wrestling because this fundraiser is going to help build a project. And the project is the Hero Empowerment Center. And it's going to be on the very lot that we're doing the wrestling show. And on that lot, they're going to build a $74 million facility. And it's called the Hero Empowerment Center. It's out at Hickory Hill. It's very similar to what you were getting at Orange Mound, where they're redeveloping the fairgrounds. Yeah. But it will be for Hickory Hill. There will be an indoor basketball court, indoor movie theater. Uh, There will be a gym, arcades. I mean, it's going to be... Oh my gosh, it's going to be awesome. And their their motto is that superheroes come in all different sizes, shapes, and colors. And it'll help fight crime and it'll also help, you know, underprivileged kids have a place to go and, and something to do. But also they'll have a massive sound stage with state of the art equipment in there. And that will be the future home of championship wrestling presented by Pro Shingle. They will break ground on that facility in the spring of 2021. It'll take roughly 18 to 24 months to build, and then it'll be complete. And then you'll start seeing our show being recorded right there in in the heart of Memphis in Hickory Hill, right across the street from the Hickory Ridge Mall. So what my goal is, is to give the people not only just wrestling events that involve a wrestling ring. Obviously, you can watch all the pay-per-views for wrestling, AEW and WWE at Dave & Buster's, absolutely free. And we also give you a free game card when you come out. Our next one is October 25th, WWE Hell in a Cell. And then on November 7th is AEW Full Gear, which is a $60 pay-per-view that you can watch absolutely free at Dave & Buster's. And, And Nick, you've been there. It is socially distant. The tables are spread out pretty far apart. We had a butt in every single one of the seats, and people are wearing masks, and they really do take it seriously where you're signing in. I mean, it's not it's not intrusive, but you do have to sign in. You have to follow the, all the protocol, 
Uh, we're doing a wrestling trivia on November 2nd at Sidecar Cafe. We had some good success with the first one. Shout out to Arnez and Mike Brewer, Team Canada. They won. They got 20 points out of 22 possible points. Those guys are good. Yeah, so I, would, yeah I was so sitting with them, yeah. Nick. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Nick, you, you guys didn't do that bad, but 20 points out of 22 possible? Yeah. That's hard to beat, brother. Oh, yeah. yeah they, I mean, like, I mean, Mike Brewer is a wrestling just knowledge fountain. And Arnez is is really good. It's with, like, kind of more like kind of – he's got some knowledge of past stuff, but his current stuff is kind of what helped him. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're a perfect team because one of them knows the real old school and one of them knows the real new school, you know? Yeah. But we're doing we're doing trivias and watch parties and – and just different events that, that involve wrestling, but it's not actually setting up a ring. And we do have some partners that want us to set up a ring and do some shows, but they know, they know right now, first of all, they know that people will come to them, but they also know that people shouldn't come to them. Yeah. And so that's being extremely responsible. And so uh, on, on Halloween day is the, the Halloween spooktacular. And that's, I mean, it's definitely, we're being as, um, you know, as, as safe and as responsible, socially safe and socially responsible is a good way to put it. But but our goal is to create events that people can come to. Some of them will be free events. Not all of them will have a wrestling ring, but then also to provide a good wrestling show that you can watch every Saturday or you can watch it on YouTube and do a live chat with us because we have a live chat every Saturday during the show as it's going on. But then eventually record wrestling right here in Memphis, Tennessee, where people can show up and hopefully the goal is to have a free wrestling show, a free television taping. And then that way we can do our big shows at a different venue, one of our partners, to where it would be paid. But it would be, it would be different than what we would see on the everyday television show. But then, but then also wrestling aside, too, you know, me and Maria, we're just really interested in continuing working with the sports teams that we work with in Memphis. Mm -hmm. uh, there might be some opportunities of, of being hosts of a morning show. And God, I don't know anybody that, that wouldn't, you know, as a kid growing up, if you could tell them they'll have a, a morning show, you know, five days out of the week live on Memphis television, who would turn that down? Right. You know, so hopefully there's opportunities for that, but we just want to grow as a team and grow as a family and, and give people something that they're interested in and something that they want to see. I think no, no, I mean, yeah, fantastic. I mean, yeah, I, th I think y'all have got the perfect uh, formula for that as far as with you, you and Maria, the, obviously, you know, the husband and wife duo duo and the chemistry that y'all have that helps kind of sell everything that you just talked about. You know, I'm sure there's Maria not a better partner. There's not a better partner, man. Like I, I remember stealing one of Maria's lines on television one time and she cut her eyes at me like. I got tweets that day. Jerry Lawler saw, said, you better not do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she yeah, could yeah. go toe to toe with me. And and also we never thought that we would be in a position to, to help anybody. Mm. Yeah. So like, you know, whether it's raising money, playing video games or raising money for the Hill the Hood Foundation or uh, the sports ball, big brother, big sister sports ball. We're going to yeah. be hosting that virtually on November 13th this year. And that's, man, that's a huge benefit for kids, mentors and mentees. And we're actually donating tickets to the mentors and mentees. We have a, a waiting list that we're donating tickets to for them to come out to the event and stuff. And also, you know, this is not just because I'm on your podcast, but, but working with you guys 
there's a lot of unfinished business that we have, a lot of plans that we haven't. A lot of plans been that able didn't, to, didn't happen. Yeah, they haven't, and and it's not they they will happen. It's just we haven't been able to do it because everything's been locked down and everything. So there's a lot of stuff that, mm-hmm. that's in the plans, and even with you guys that that we can't wait to do and and uh, have some fun with. Yeah, I mean, you know, at, we were you know we just had a team meeting the other day about you know extra life, which is obviously going to be virtual this year and you know you were awesome you and maria were awesome we, we am and i talk about this how, all the time how you legit had a grizzlies game last year when we were able to do it in person last november and y'all still swung by for you know 20 30 minutes and, and played some mario kart and hung out with us oh, like, i love mario kart you can't ask for better people to work with when you're about to go to your real job and swing by and you know eat some wings and and play video games just even again if it's for a small period of time and you know help us to raise money for Lebanon essentially and that's when you know obviously our the conversations with the, the three of us and maria where hey let's start doing this stuff more to where we, you know earlier this year we did the virtual kind of our kickoff to extra life and you played some Fortnite with us and stuff like that so yeah and we actually we'll had de- dub so that was good yeah <laughs> i haven't hey i haven't won since then oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well i no, think we only I, won one more time since then yeah and I, you know i know you've you've brought up some some stuff that you're going to be involved in but we you know we've this year for extra life we've got we're not doing 24 hours obviously because it's virtual but we've got three dates that we want to do um and so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of convene with you about that soon, but you're, you're, we'll get with you soon because your schedule is starting to really kind of I'm fill in. up. I'm in. Yeah, so we, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure out a time was, slot for you was, for sure. It was a great meeting because, you know, we, we finally got the whole team together or most of the whole team on a call together. And uh, <laughs> it was, it was a great meeting, but it was, you know, kind of like he says, planning for some of this stuff while social distancing and, and man, last year was so much fun to do in person and have everybody in that room partying and you know raising money for, oh, yeah. for Lebanon. It was a little bit of a like soul crushing moment to be like, well, we're, I'll just be sitting at my computer again. And yeah, you know, yeah. But, but we'll get there. So it won't last forever, though. No, it, it will, will not. not last it forever. will not last forever. No, no. But um, with that, I think we've got great conversation tonight. And Dustin, thank you again so much for joining us tonight. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, you know. I, I, I swear we could probably sit here and do a podcast for six hours if yeah, we really wanted yeah. to. <laughs> but yeah, but I've got some TV I need to watch too. I've got the, the Grind City, I've got the Grind City Wrestling podcast, and I spent all my time watching Big Brother and watching <laughs> Angela Williams and Gary Barnage on Amazing Race, right? Which was hilarious. Those guys should have their own reality show. Yeah, anyway. you've got uh, you've got your podcast tomorrow, and then you've got your spot on Five Sixty, right? Yep, yep. So every every Thursday on um, Sports Fifty Six WHBQ, we talk pro wrestling every every Thursday at nine a.m. and then every Thursday at about noon is when our Grind City Wrestling podcast drops. So you can check that out, Sports Fifty Six WHBQ dot com. It also goes on podcast, so if you can't catch it live, you can check out the podcast. And then on uh, GrindCityMedia dot com slash podcasts with an S we have over 100 episodes and our 100th one had the AEW world tag team champions FTR on there. Mm-hmm. And then every Monday at noon, we've got the championship wrestling podcast presented mm-hmm. by be free CBD and Watts who is coming to Memphis on Halloween day. He was on there uh, last or on Monday, Monday and yeah. this week. I've got CC Chanel, who's one of our popular female wrestlers in the women's division. 
she'll also be in Memphis at the uh, Halloween Spooktacular. And, and anybody that's listening, even if you're not in the Memphis area, the tickets go to a great cause. They're only $25, and we're charging per carload. So that means that one car can bring an entire family. So pretty much the entire Nerd 901 team can cram into a car with your mask on, of course, for $25. And you can watch wrestling from your vehicle. Now, there will be food trucks. We're going to have the Batmobile. The Ghostbusters car will be out there. Jason Voorhees will be there. Oh, We're going to have to make sure he doesn't have his axe, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Or Spider-Man. Or... Right. Spider-Man, Bluff City Batman, Harley Quinn. There's going to be probably Captain America. We have a kids' Halloween costume contest, free candy for the kids, and and it's not like we're going to be throwing candy into the audience. We're not going to have kids <laughs> dipping their hands into the candy. We've got individually wrapped bags for all the kids that show up. That's fine. And, That's awesome. Um, Good. And we've got companies that are donating tickets for the Boys and Girls Club, and Memphis Police Department is involved with this as well. CW thirty is, and Pro Shingle is literally. Pro Shingle, a professional roofing company, literally is putting this thing on for us. And it's, it's awesome. all for a, a great cause, and it's going to be socially distant. And we even have some AEW wrestlers are going to be on there. Marco Stunt, Peter Avalon. Yeah. Now, Marco Stunt, all branch, uh, branch yes, local sir. guy. Yeah. And, and think about it, man. These guys have exclusive contracts with All Elite Wrestling. They're on TNT every Wednesday night. They are viewed by a million viewers every single week. They don't have to come to Memphis to wrestle this show during a pandemic. But the reason that they are is because they, they really believe in the championship wrestling product. They really want to be a part of that fundraiser. And, and they, I mean, literally, they don't have to do it. They're yeah. doing it because they want to come help. Oh, yeah. And so go to championshipwrestlingmemphis.com and grab a ticket. And even if you're outside of the market, and you purchase a ticket, you can send us an email and we will make sure that that ticket is donated to a kid that would be more than happy and his family that would be more than happy to come on, mm -hmm. on your behalf. So, yeah, I was going to say, so as a person who's not still not really leaving his home unless he has to, um, yeah, it's, it's still a good cause to buy a ticket for, uh, that's what I plan on doing at the very least is I plan on still buying a ticket and I was going to send you a text and be like, Hey, I bought my ticket. Send it to, uh, send it to big brothers, big sisters. Oh, that would be awesome. We, we've had people from California, people from Seattle that bought tickets just to support what we're doing and That's they awesome. literally donate the ticket. And, yeah. uh, shout out to my buddy, Johnny Dotson, uh, Nick, you met Johnny the other day. I introduced you guys to him. He's yeah. a longtime Memphis wrestler. Yeah, and he found out what we're doing, and he literally pulled a hundred dollar bill out of his pocket and handed it to me. I said, "What's this for?" And he said, "I want to send four families to your show." There you and go. And that was it. Yeah. He gave me a hundred dollar bill right there on the spot. So we've uh, we've purchased the tickets, and uh, we've already got four families that are coming out for that. So, I mean, it's much bigger. It's much much bigger than wrestling, as you guys know. But the wrestling is going to be awesome. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's oh, the yeah, that's sure. the attraction, but the mission is for heal the hood, for so. sure. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, well, again, Dustin, thank you so much, man. I mean, like, uh, you know, we couldn't ask for a better person, family with you and Maria and your and, and Brady and your new your newborn on the way. Like, we couldn't ask for a better set of people to work with and partner with and just kind of move forward. Um, in the Memphis area and just kind of, you know, 
show people, whether in Memphis or you know in the greater Memphis area, what the city is all about. And it's about people getting together and doing stuff for good mm-hmm. while also entertaining people at the same time. Um, so, th- so thank you as always, Justin, thank you for uh, thank your time. You guys, thank you for your service. It. We appreciate it so much. I, I would say, uh, plug whatever you need to, but you literally just did it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we <laughs> you, did. <laughs> yeah. You just, you kind of nailed that. So it, at the end of every podcast, we do something, you know, wh- where can people find you? And it's kind of like the social media plug. So if people wanted to follow Dustin on social media or the YouTube channel, where should people go, Dustin? Very easy. It's at Dustin Star. And of course, you can follow us and, and find all this. It's at Dustin Star, at the Maria Star. And then you can get everything at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com and at CW30 Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just easy as that. Um, Adam. Yo. Same, I mean, same question. I, I know. I just what? like to make it. I just like putting <laughs> it on You know what? I do this every Thursday at the end of the show. I go, all right, guys, what do you got going on? They're like, oh, man, I don't know. And I said, dude, we've been 100 episodes. Have you not learned this by now? And they're like, oh, well, I'm cutting the grass this weekend. Yeah, no, I just I just like leaving Nick hanging. It's kind that's, of our, that's our That's kind of Adam and I's shtick is, you know, like be, obviously being brothers, you know. Um, Inese Jose, who I've dubbed the man that does everything a few episodes ago, He's like, well, Adam kind of does everything too, right? Like scheduling and dreaming. I was like, nope, nope, he doesn't do any nope, of that. I don't you know? do any <laughs> of that. Adam, Adam definitely doesn't do any of that. So yeah, it's, it's our stick of like, that's how we rub off on one another so well. And but anyways, Adam, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at uh, nerd901 Adam. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash nerd901. Um, I'm probably going to be streaming either tomorrow night or Friday night. And, uh, yeah. Won't matter. What, what's that? You telling us, I was like, you saying that won't matter if, if this mean, doesn't come out. I mean, if I might be editing tomorrow night could be any night you listen to it. So tomorrow night or the next <laughs> night there. Good point. Now I'm not specific. <laughs> just, just That's... check Twitch. No, no. We also, you know, we'll tweet it out from the main nerd. nine one account as well. Yeah, for sure. And then for me, People can find me, nerd901. Nick, I'm basically tweeting at this moment. Anything that Insomniac puts out about Miles Morales, I'm going to, you know, uncontrollably sob about. Or Mortal Kombat. <laughs> or Mortal Kombat too. Yeah, the two games that just keep, or they're going to keep my my time. Um, But that's where you can find me. And I think if this comes out in time, Adam, mm-hmm. I will be doing my first uh, Twitch stream this Saturday night, so I'm really. Oh, well, the, this is definitely coming out before then. Okay, now, now I got to nice. put the pressure cooker on you. <laughs> I'll have to check yeah. it out. I'll have yeah. to check it out. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, Any plans I, on what you want to stream? I think I'm going to stream second extension. Extension. Say that one more time. Second, second. It's a tongue twister. It is second extinction. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's the same. That's the dinosaur game where you're like fighting off dinosaurs. Yes. All right. Sounds nice. good. I think I'm going to do that. And then if, if uh, Blurred wants to hop on with me, maybe some Dead by Daylight. We'll see. That we'll just see how. Guy. Yeah, we can do whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll bring the PlayStation up here and do whatever I need to. If I play some Avengers, I'll do that too. Um, but also, at nerd underscore 901 is the easiest way to reach anyone with the nerd 901 family on Twitter. Um, that's kind of basically where we reside at all times. Other than that, 
this has been an incredible episode. Dustin, again, sound like a broken record, but thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank we you really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I, I appreciate it. It's we always really a pleasure. I've, yeah, I've, we... I didn't realize how Mitch, how much I've missed talking to you since I talked to you in like April was the last time. <laughs> oh man. Do I, we got to do this again then. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll we'll sure. do it again. We're playing and, some games again soon. Yeah. There we go. Let's do, I, need, yeah. I need to ride your coattail so I can pick up a dub. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very yeah, out of practice in Fortnite. I think it's lately. all blurred on that one on with us, but we'll oh, see. Oh gosh. But um, yeah. Again, man, thank you so much. We appreciate everything that you do for for the city, for us, uh, all the charities that we we all get involved with. So thank you to you and Maria, and good luck with the the baby here coming soon. Very, very soon. Thank yes, you, guys. We're excited. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate you. Good night, and we love you. Good night. Goodbye. Good night now. <laughs>